He is the Spirit of Holiness. And we pray His presence and power here in this assembly this evening. Lord, you know the circumstances in which we gather, the circumstances that bring me here, and we do remember, Lord, the bereaved family in these days and in these hours especially leading up to a funeral tomorrow. Lord, we pray for Marianne, Marianne and Jamie and the other siblings. Lord, we pray for Fahi and the whole family as they come together. You are the God of all comfort. And we pray that the consolation of the gospel may be very real to that family in these days. Lord, we know that you are no stranger to tears. For your son was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We read of the tears that flowed from down his face at the grave of his friend. But we do read also of the power of his voice. The power of resurrection. So we thank you, Lord, that we gather here in the name of the risen Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And we thank you that the words that he has for us are words of eternal life. And so, Lord, we pray that these may be the words that we hear as we come together around your word this evening. We pray for this congregation and this community. We pray your blessing on their work and witness here. And we pray that you would continue to add to their number those who are being saved. And this we pray for all our congregations and all churches throughout our needy land. Lord, we have sung of the wonderful experience and the experience that we pray for, that I, thy power, may behold and brightness of thy face, as I have seen thee heretofore within thy holy place. May this be true every time this church meets and every time 
churches meet throughout our land. Lord, we have gone far from you. We have trampled underfoot your laws. Even today, and we ask, Lord, that in wrath you would have mercy. In wrath, remember mercy. We bless you, Lord, that your word says that you delight in mercy. Who is a God like you that would have such delight? So, Lord, we continue together here before you. And we ask that as we pray, you would hear. And when you hear, you would forgive. For Jesus' sake. Amen. We sing again Psalm 67, the Scottish Psalter version of Psalm 67. Lord thee, my God, Lord bless and pity us. Shine on us with thy face, that the earth thy way and nations all may know thy saving grace. word. Uh, two passages of scripture. First of all in the Old Testament scriptures, the book of Psalms and Psalm 27. Psalm 
The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of David, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing have I asked of the Lord, that that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, Seek my face. My heart says to you, Your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O you who have been my help. Cast me not off, forsake me not, O God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Verse 8 and 9, let me read these again. You have said, Seek my face. My heart says to you, Your face, Lord, do I seek? Hide not your face from me. Now our second reading is Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verses 1 to 6. The light of the gospel. Therefore, having this ministry, by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. 
In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. God will add his blessing to every reading of his word. <coughs> Let's again sing together words from Psalm 17. Again, the Scottish Psalter version of Psalm 17. From verse 5, Hold up my goings, Lord, me guide, in those thy paths divine, so that my footsteps may not slide out of those ways of thine. And then the last verse in the psalm, But as for me, I thine own face in righteousness will see, and with thy likeness when I wake, I satisfied shall be. Verses 5 to 7 and 14 and 15 from Psalm 17. Hold up my goings, Lord, me guide.
Let's now read from the book of Revelation, chapter 22. Then the angel showed me the water, the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city, also on each side of the river, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. And he said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. I got a book, a gift of a book, just recently, uh, and it's the extracts from Spurgeon's Sermons on Heaven, and the title of it is, We Shall See God. They will see his face. We will see his face. You know, human recognition is twofold, by sound and by, f by sight. We hear a voice, we recognize a voice, and we discern from that voice what is being communicated to us. But then that is all the more clarified by sight when we see the face of the person who is speaking to us. And so it is in our relationship with Jesus Christ. It begins with sound. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Spurgeon refers to that. You've probably heard that before as the earmark of the people of God, of the sheep of Christ. In 1 Thessalonians 1, verses 4 and 5, we read there, For we know, brothers loved by God, that he has chosen you. That's the doctrine of election. In fact, Probably, well, the sermon that I've learned most from in terms of the doctrine of election, of being chosen by God, was many years ago when the late uh, uh, Ronnie Mackay, who was minister at the Free North, was at Dornoch for a preparatory communion service, and he preached on this verse and how we know that we are chosen by God. And that is so helpful. And it's so, I believe it's actually imperative that we know 
uh, how we are chosen by God. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you. How? Because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. Confirmation of being chosen by God when the word of God, the gospel, comes to us not simply with words but with power, with the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction. The recognition of sound confirmed by sight and the amazing reality of the human face of God in Jesus Christ his Son. John in chapter 1 of his gospel as he as he introduces Jesus he speaks of him in verse 14 as he let me just find it John uh, chapter 1 and verse 14 familiar words the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. We sang in Psalm 63 about behold the brightness of your face. That's what John saw in Jesus, the brightness of a face full of grace and truth. What was and what is that brightness? Well, continuing in John chapter 1, John the Baptist, he identified Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He saw Jesus coming towards him and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. How did he know that this 30-year-old bearded bronzed Jewish man coming towards him was the Lamb of God who took away the sins who t- takes away the sins of the world well he tells John tells us in verse 32 John bore witness I saw the spirit descend he said I myself did not know him but for this purpose I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit, and I have seen and borne witness that this is the Son of God. He on whom you see the Holy Spirit come down and remain. There was the Father's affirmation, of course, this is my Son whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. But then the Spirit remained on this man. And what happens when the Spirit comes down and remains on a man or a woman or a boy or a girl? What's the result of the Spirit? Well, Galatians 5 
22 puts it beautifully the fruit of the spirit the result of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control all these constitute perfection which is the human face of God all of these in its fullness that constitute grace and truth and that is the beauty of the Lord one thing I of the Lord desire to be sung we read there in Psalm 27 that I the beauty of the Lord behold me and admire and that I in, holy, in his holy place may reverently inquire and that's what, is, what happens that's the work of the Spirit of God that reveals this to the soul and that is seen by faith when the natural darkness of our human nature is enlightened by the gospel with the Spirit of God and I love these words in Isaiah 33 verse 4 your eyes will see the king in his beauty and view a land or a country that stretches afar that's a view of eternal life the king in his beauty the one who at one time was no beauty that we should desire him but now his beauty has been revealed by his word and spirit so we see the king in his beauty and view a land that stretches afar how far is your view of life is it eternal beginning in time and reaching into eternity is your view tonight the king in his beauty and the land that stretches afar COVID has been difficult, it's been hard. But Christ is sovereign, and I believe he will receive glory in and through it, and he has received glory and will do. One good that I believe came from COVID was to revalue seeing the faces of one another, and especially in our meetings like this. Now there's still no doubt at all a place for face coverings. But it's wonderful. There's a wonderful freedom now, isn't there? That we don't have to have our faces covered. And there's a revaluing of seeing the faces of one another and seeing smiles and other responses that face coverings hidden. Seeing face to face is so important. And so the ultimate experience of glory is to see the face of Jesus. They shall see his face. That's heaven. The Greek seeing his face is literally towards his eyes nothing uncovered what an amazing thought more what an amazing promise and prospect 
to see the face of Jesus. You see, we have heard the sound, and the psalm says, Oh, greatly blessed the people are the joyful sound that know. In brightness of thy face, O Lord, they ever on shall go, and they ever on shall go until they see the brightness of his face as he really is. What an amazing thought, what an amazing promise, what an amazing prospect to come face to face with Jesus, to see his face. I remember when Kenny MacDonald came to Ruskine and I started preaching first of all in the mid-1980s. I'd go sometimes to preach to Ruskine and one of the elders there, some of you may remember him, Davy MacLeod. Davy would pray with you in the vestry before you went in to preach. Davy would say that what he longed for most of all was to see the face of Jesus. That longing has been fulfilled for Davy. But Davy's prayers expressed that longing as we went in to worship. So much so that I remember Douglas McMillan saying on occasions that a stone could preach after Davy prayed. Because that was what he wanted more than anything else. Psalm 27, that I the beauty of the Lord behold may and admire. Does seeing the face of Jesus produce in you tonight anticipation or trepidation? Because for some, they will not want to see his face. Because they have never wanted to see his face here. And so they can't bear to see his face there. Revelation 6 verse 16 says that they will be calling on the mountains and the rocks. Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who is seated on the throne. But Spurgeon says, I shall not be afraid of the eyes of fire. The most astonishing sight, he says, we can anticipate in heaven is not streets of gold or pearly gates or loved ones who have died before us. It will be coming face to face with our Saviour. The confirmation sound confirmed by sight. Full recognition of resurrection reassurance. You remember how he showed himself to his disciples after he had risen. In Luke 24:38-39 he said to them why are you troubled and do and why do doubts arise in your minds and we're no strangers and the, the people of God are no strangers to being troubled and doubts arising in their minds and the answer he gives he gave and the answer he gives 
is, it is I myself. It is I myself. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, and Spurgeon puts that, Jesus Christ always himself. You know, there's a confidence in knowing that someone is always going to be himself. It is I myself seeing the face of Jesus. But is that not when we read there in Second Corinthians 4, what happens when we're born again, when you new creations in Christ? Second Corinthians 4 verse 6, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, reference to Genesis 1-3, the Creator God. When God... God said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But do we not see the face of Christ? Well, not with our eyes, because that light shines in our hearts. That light shines in our hearts in an amazing way. It goes through the mind into the heart. The sound of his voice and the light of his face. In our hearts. Second Peter 1 verse 8. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Because... The light of the knowledge shines in the heart, which is where love has been placed and from which love, from where love flows. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, you believe in him. Here we know only in part. 1 Corinthians 13, that passage on the subject of love, verse 12. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And that's what we long for, isn't it? That I may know him. Lord, I want to know you more clearly. That I may love you more dearly and follow you more nearly. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And the mirror is the scriptures. The mirror relieves a mirror reveals an exact and a true image and representation. Though we don't always want it, want to believe that that's so, the mirror will always reveal the exact representation. And Hebrews 1.3 tells us that the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being can't remember the name of the archbishop who famously said, In God there is no unchristlikeness of God. Unchristlikeness at all. He is the radiance of God's glory and the exact 
representation of his being. So any representation of the being of God that is not as revealed in the Son is likely to be a misrepresentation. The Word became flesh. And then we see face to face that Word that became, who became flesh. Spurgeon again, they shall literally, I say, see his face. For Christ is no phantom. In heaven, though divine, he is still a man, and therefore material like ourselves. And having in mind what we referred to previously, Luke 24:39, he says, Look at my hands and my feet. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. Resurrection recognition. Spurgeon again, the very flesh and bones that suffered upon Calvary is in heaven. John Rabbi Duncan, the free church professor in the late 1800s, so-called because of his active uh, European Jewish mission work, he would say, the dust of the earth is at the right hand of the majesty above. Spurgeon again, the hand that was pierced with a nail, now at this moment grasps the scepter of all worlds. That very head which was bowed down with anguish is now crowned with a royal crown. He bore a crown of thorns, the symbol of creation's curse. So no longer will there be any curse. The face that was so marred is the very face that beams brilliantly amid the thrones of heaven. Into that self-same face we shall be permitted to gaze. Oh, what a sight we shall see and know even as we are known. And among the great things that we shall know will be the greatest of all that we shall know Christ. The face we shall see we will know to be his. We shall see his face. Towards his eyes and in his face we will know the heights and depths and lengths and breadth of the love of Christ that exceeds any knowledge we ever had before. This is the joy and security of heaven. It is I myself. Resurrection recognition. This is the answer to the prayer of Jesus in John 17:24. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. The glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. And the Son of God loved me and gave himself for me. Loved before the creation of the world. We had, I can't remember his name, my memory is terrible. Eh? And it was an unusual name, but an American preacher last Sunday evening in, in Rizales. And he was preaching about us being 
loved before we were, as we are, and as we shall be. John saw his face full of grace and truth. Glory, the word glory uh, literally has the idea of that which makes an impression. It is a weight. Uh, Paul speaks of that weight of glory. You know, and a weight uh, makes an impression on, on where it is dropped, for example. That's why uh, the impression, our natural hearts are hard hearts. And God says, a new heart I will give you. I will take away the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. You see, you can put on a heart, uh, drop an object onto stone and it will make little or no impression. But in a soft landing. And so it is with God's word. In the soft landing place of the new heart. God gives. There is that impression that is left. And that impression that has, makes a lasting impression. Full of grace and truth. Revelation 1.16. That's what John saw his face. Was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. The brightness of thy face. We're going to close in a moment. Singing the same Psalms version of Psalm 16 verse 11. And I just so love uh, this verse and this verse. You have made known to me the path of life divine. Bliss shall I know at your right hand. Joy from your face will shine. Joy from your face will shine. Psalm 34, they look to him and shine with joy, not shame in their faces. They look to him and shine with joy. Remember Moses, his face shone. But what a shining that will be as we see his face. And his face, the brightness of that uncovered face no veil full of joy they look to him and shine with joy yet yes here but how infinitely more there no cloud of care or tear of sorrow to blur that vision because God has wiped away every tear from their eyes and they will see his face perfectly clearly. They will see his face. Who are they? Well, they're recognized by his name being on their foreheads. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. That refers to ownership. They will clearly be identified as his. Spurgeon again. Now the ultimate and eternal experience of the reality of his name. 
There's two references to being identified by the mark on the forehead. There's this one here, his name will be on their foreheads. And there's another one that refers to the mark of the beast being on the forehead. His name will make the forehead beautiful. The mark of the beast deforms humanity. But here is humanity reborn, remade, perfectly complete. His name. The name is who you are and the display of the nature of whom you are, who you are. And here the purpose of God in redemption perfectly accomplished. Romans eight twenty nine, God predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. That's Romans eight twenty nine, but that's preceded by Romans eight twenty eight and these words that are so familiar to us God works all things together for the good of those who love him. What is the greatest good? It is that they be conformed to the likeness of his son. So God works everything, everything that we go through. God works for our greatest good and our greatest good is to be like his son. First John 3 verse 2, Dear friends, now we are children of God. And what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. They will see his face. You will see his face. Does that create apprehension, trepidation? Or does it create a sense of longing, sense of almost excitement to see his face when faith will be confirmed by sight? But also, there's the sound, there's the sound of his voice. And the sound that comes to us today, again from this passage, in verse 7, And behold, I am coming soon. And behold, I am coming soon. And until then, may the words of Second Corinthians 3.16 be true of us. Whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who with unveiled face reflect or contemplate, and I, I, I'm encouraged by that word contemplate, reflect, it gives, because I had a wrong idea of what word reflect because I thought it meant reflecting the Lord's glory and I thought no I don't reflect the Lord's glory but I reflect on the Lord's glory I contemplate the Lord's glory his grace and his truth 
And what does that do? We're being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. The glory comes from the Lord, and the glory is due to the Lord and will be due to him. So as we contemplate the Lord's glory, the Lord's grace and truth, then we are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory until we arrive in the glory and we see his glorious face. I want to close with the last part of a prayer of John Piper. At the end of his Christ, what I believe to be a Christ-glorifying booklet, you may have read it, called Coronavirus and Christ. He wrote it just at the beginning of the pandemic. And he closes the book with a prayer, and this is the last part of his prayer. And I just want to close this evening with quoting this prayer. And he says, he prays, and we pray with him, Lord, grant us capacities of outrage at our own belittling of your glory. Open the eyes of our hearts to see and savor the beauty of Christ. Incline our hearts to your word, your son, and your way. Stretch forth your hand in great awakening for the sake of this perishing world. Let the terrible words of revelation not be spoken over this generation, yet still they did not repent. As you have stricken bodies, strike now the slumbering souls. Forbid that they would remain asleep in the darkness of pride and unbelief. In your great mercy say to these bones, Live and bring the hearts and lives of millions into alignment with the infinite worth of Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. May God bless his word to us. We're going to close with these verses that I quoted from Psalm 16, the Sing Psalms version. I'll praise the Lord my God whose counsel guides my choice. And even in the night my heart recalls instruction's voice. And the last verse, which is, You have made known to me the path of life divine. Bliss shall I know at your right hand. Joy from your face will shine. What wonderful words to meditate on as we began by singing about meditating in the watches of the night. These words you have made known to me, the path of life divine. Bliss shall I know, that's where that path leads. Bliss shall I know at your right hand. Joy from your face will shine. I'll praise the Lord my God.
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.